Washington, D.C. is my home away from home. I've worked here for the better part of three decades as a founder entrepreneur, policy expert, and author. Probably the longest title. Um, everybody sort of shortened it to ONC for sanity's Merci- sake. Mercifully. Yeah, mercifully. I've learned leadership secrets from many healthcare executives who understand that Washington is the largest payer and regulator of healthcare. She said, well, because you'll never get a husband if you do that. <laughs> I began interviewing healthcare leaders many years ago because what better way to learn how they think, why they make it to the top, and how they remain there. Think about what was your most challenging engagement. Healthcare has been the most difficult problem. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say that. We'll talk about that later. In healthcare, success is often measured with numbers, which at their best provide clear and impartial results. However, as the famous researcher and teacher at Harvard Medical School, Dr. Francis W. Peabody, reflected in his classic 1927 article, The Care of the Patient, healing requires art and science. In today's jargon, objective outcomes and personalization of services can lead to superior results. Leadership is somewhat analogous. Top leaders deliver on objective goals. But if you were to think of a great leader you know, Your first thought is probably not a number, but a feeling. The long-lasting impacts that good leaders have on others are achieved through interpersonal skills. In this special episode of The Gary Bisbee Show, we hear from four leaders who discuss the importance of interpersonal skills in leadership. We have chosen to focus on the skills of listening, communication, and teamwork. Leading off is Kevin Scherer, former chairman and CEO Amgen and co-author of The CEO Test, who discusses how and why he became a better listener. Next, Dr. Shantanu Agrawal, Chief Health Officer Anthem, emphasizes the importance of listening in his first days at Anthem. Translating the information gathered from listening into action is a lesson explored by Adam Bryant, journalist, managing director of the Exco Group, and co-author of the CEO test. Wrapping up is Dr. Marissa Porges, head of school, the Baldwin School, former U.S. Naval aviator and author of What Girls Need, who speaks to her experiences on the importance of teamwork and leadership. Now let's join Kevin Scherer. It seems obvious, but a lot of people think they're good listeners, but I think a lot of people actually aren't good listeners. What's your observation? I was a lousy listener. What, what's the dark side of confidence? All positives have negatives. The dark side of confidence is arrogance. And, and my, my shadow's arrogance. And I would think, hey, I'm pretty smart. I'm experienced. I'm accomplished, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to listen. I got it. I'm quick. I got it. Well, that's not, that wasn't true. And So it dawned on me that listening is really complex. It's not passive. You have to create, as we say in the book, your own listening ecosystem because the signals are of varying intensity and intensity does not necessarily correlate with significance. And so you want to be able to listen broadly, not just to your direct reports, not just the things that come at you naturally. And if part of your listening isn't an active intentionality, like I would go out and ride with sales reps once a quarter, or I'd go visit factories, that was intentional. And all you do is depend on what naturally comes to you. You can be sure you don't have the facts. 
where you got you're living in some reality distortion field. So listening is is an art form. It has to be intentional, and you have to create an environment where it's okay and expected and safe for people to tell you the truth. It is a real art form. It, it probably was the biggest single revelation of my career is how powerful and necessary listening is and how bad at it I was. Decisiveness and confidence are considered necessary leadership skills, but every virtue in excess can be a vice. As Kevin points out, overconfidence can cloud our ability to listen. Listening is more than being silent when somebody else is talking. It is intentional, conscious, and reflective. To elaborate on the importance of listening, particularly when beginning a new position, we will hear from Dr. Shantanu Agrawal. As I talk to leaders such as yourself, they have pretty specific views about the importance of listening. Could you share whatever thoughts you have about that? It is absolutely critical. Coming into a new job, I think acknowledging people have been engaged, you know, whether it's meeting my quality team or meeting the foundation team, they've been engaged in that work for years and years. And sitting down with them, I think, especially at the beginning and saying, all right, relay the story to me, the history, your priorities, how you have conducted this work. And just being in a listening boat is really important. I think there is a great emphasis, especially when you come into a leadership role or an executive role. You want to lay out your 30, 60, 90 day plans and show that you are having impact. But I think a lot of what you can do initially is be less focused on the impact you can drive and be more focused on just understanding where the organization is both its assets, its opportunities, and then using that to kind of craft the, the vision of, of what you might do moving forward, what to change, and frankly, what to preserve because the foundation is strong. Listening, I think, is an absolutely important element of that. You can't get any of that without just taking a step back and hearing what the team has to say. Listening provides us with necessary information. The next step is to translate that information into an idea or decision and communicate that vision to others. Our next guest, Adam Bryant, shares his views based on interviewing over 500 CEOs. I'm sure you're asked all the time for advice by people that are in that up and coming class, but what advice would you give for up and coming leaders? I, I do go back to this core skill of simplifying complexity. And one of the questions I've asked myself is if I've, you know, interviewed hundreds of leaders, what is it about them? And they come from such diverse backgrounds and different paths. Like what what is the through line? And and I do think it is this habit of mind that they can simplify complexity. So they can take all the complexity of their industry and the strategy and all that. And, be, and can articulate it and communicate it in a simple way to get people to understand and follow. And so my advice to aspiring leaders is to, you know, not only build that muscle for yourself. So if you're writing a memo, how can it be shorter, more concise? If you're building a PowerPoint deck, how can you use fewer slides to always be doing that, building that muscle for yourself, but also to be watching other people when you're watching other leaders and watch them through the lens of who does this well what what do they do that helps them do it well who doesn't do it well and to me it's like a, it's a it's an, a really effective lens for looking at the world and also becoming a better leader yourself adam talks about being good at communicating complex ideas and being observant and learning from already talented communicators 
Communication and listening are skills that inform each other. Now let's say you check both those boxes. You've become a good listener and a proficient communicator. What's next? Well, nothing we do exists in a vacuum. Everything affects others. Lastly, we'll hear from Dr. Marissa Porges, who will discuss how leadership empowers teamwork. At the end of the day, it's about how you're empowering others around you. Because all these skills really, they're about you as a leader, but they're really about how you reflect and support your people to make sure your people are their best, which makes you your best leading self. And so I speak to a lot in my book, but it's through the lens of, you know, that is what being an impactful leader is. It's making others be their best. And so you and the organization and the team move forward. And so I think even as we're talking about these individual lessons, it's about how it connects you to others in a really powerful way. And I think that's something it helps particularly for women to know because it means you're not in it alone, right? Because at the end of the day, that's really what it's about. You're not in it alone. There's people out there who want to help professionally, personally, and building that team will make you your best self, will make you a more impactful leader. Interactions with others require nuanced and continuous interpersonal skills. We listen to understand, we understand to communicate, and after communicating, we listen again to make sure we are understood. This cycle is fundamental to leadership as well as everyday life. It empowers us to be the best teammate we can be and when we are at our best, we can lead our best. Due to the nature of interpersonal skills, there is less training readily available. Unlike finance or analytics, there is no crash course for listening. The challenge young leaders face is developing and refining interpersonal skills on their own. Consider following along on our journey at The Gary Bisbee Show to hear from leaders of wide-ranging backgrounds from CEOs to medical professionals to entrepreneurs. Our conversations extract what leadership means in healthcare and other industries. We analyze how leaders become who they are today. And perhaps through these interviews, we'll further expand our understanding and application of the all-important interpersonal skills. New episodes will debut every Thursday. Join me in conversations to gain advice and wisdom from CEOs, presidents, and healthcare experts. Healthcare leadership is hard work, but it becomes more manageable as we learn from the remarkable lives and careers of our guests. I'll see you there.